This is episode 305 of the Gold Squadron Podcast. I'm your host, Dio Morales, and today I'm joined by Marcel, calm before the store, Manzano. You... What, what are we, like, six weeks? Seven? Soon. Some people might not even know what you're talking about. We'll, we'll find out soon. Will, it doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Higwood. Winning is winning. Ryan, there is no escape, Stanizuski. Because it's a trap. You can't escape it. And our guest, Nicholas, I'm the world champion. God. Hey, guys. So as for announcements and news, we're going to be covering the AMG panel that happened at Adepticon because we didn't have time to talk about it last week. But this week, we're starting off with our guest, our new, our reigning world champion, Nicholas Guy. We got to start with a round of applause. Yeah. All right. All right. So. First, Nicholas, let's say I think if anybody has been like paying attention to GSP content over the last couple years, they should have at least like kind of know who you are, loosely connected, at least heard of you. Because you've done pretty well in our events and things like that. For somebody who's like never heard of you, give us the like tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? How'd you start X Wing? All that all that good stuff. Well, a uh, Swedish player, I started playing X-Wing uh, about a year before second edition came out. So I had all the good stuff there in the end and have been playing ever since. Mainly I started playing casually, but I'm kind of a tryhard sometimes, even though I have a tendency to keep sticking to my weird lists and it's been working out lately so just been keep going on that yeah so one of, one of the big things uh nicholas has been known for is, is doing really well getting getting uh he's won several like galaxies qualifiers you win two of those or one of those i don't remember at least got... i think two yeah so uh but with a list that is like just just a little different than what everybody else is playing um for anybody who's living under a rock, what did you bring for the World Championship? To the World Championship, I brought the four TIE Fighters in FO and Ember Backdraft. Uh, so the regular four is just DT, Scorch, Gaelic, and Malaris. So now I know there's a lot of decision making that goes into what list you're bringing. Why, why, why'd you bring what you brought? It was sort of an evolution, because mainly I usually play Scum, because I like the shenanigans. But after playing in Hanover, I noticed that it, every game was just a slugfest and hard to try and win with Scum. So switched over to Republic. They got a bunch of new toys in the Siege of Coruscant set, which seemed fun. Uh, play against a local guy who's really good. Sadly enough, he doesn't travel for tournaments. But when I played against him, I noticed that if you're using munitions and such, you don't really get four dice at range one in Republic. So I couldn't get any damage on three agility. So I switched over to FO, which has a really easy time to throw four dice consistently. Um, throughout their faction. 
So I just went with that and kept on jousting and forcing jousts everywhere. Also, Ember keeps being MVP in most games. And and that's that was actually exactly where I was going. The like looking at the four tie fighters like the, those four like are not a surprise, right? Because the, those are the, obviously the best four tie fighters in FO. But the twist here is backdraft and ember. Like what about those two pieces? Like why not bring uh, a silencer or a whisper which a lot of people are bringing with those four tie FOs? Mainly because I've noticed that with Road, I have a hard time uh, playing a proper ace game. So usually I want to go for something where I can just trick my opponent into doing something silly. Uh, with Backdraft, that's usually just playing an objective and running away, and people keep chasing him. And every game, I leave Ember out to dry during the first rounds. And almost every game where people chase Ember, they lose because they engage with at least two-thirds of their list. And they don't kill Ember. And Ember just keeps dancing around, having Elusive and Lone Wolf and taking focuses all the time and being squirrely. So Ember just makes sure that nobody engages with my the rest of the squad, which works out great for me at least. Well, well yeah, so that means anybody who, who net lists your list, the idea is now just don't don't go after Ember. And then... <laughs> yeah, I don't think I can win Worlds if that would be next week. Right. As long as people know that you don't go after Ember, uh, it's going to be way easier to beat the list. Well, it's one of those where uh, it mattered. It, the strategy worked when it mattered. So, so that's, that, that ends up working out. Uh, now before, I mean, I could, I could go on here forever. Uh, Marcel, Will, Ryan, feel free to throw out some questions for, for Nicholas. Yeah, I got a question, but first congratulations again. Um, Thanks. you know, it's always nice. Well, it's not always nice. It was the first time I, I saw you. I, I think, unless you were at the 2019 worlds. No, he, he was uh, at 2019, but I got knocked out in top eight, I believe. Oh, okay. Only top eight. Well, I know he was there because he kicked my butt in top 32. <laughs> well, uh, congratulations. The question I was going to ask is, um, how did you do in Swiss? And what did you... Um, uh, there was no undefeated. So what what did you draw or lose against in your Swiss? Oh, I lost against Timo Rabe uh, with double fire sprays in chance engagement. And then against... Ollie, uh, and I lost against both those guys during day one, so I got kind of worried, uh, but just hunkered down and kept playing, and worked out in the end, thankfully. But yeah, uh, I had a hard time against Ollie with his aces and Gideon, since I can't use any elusive or focus or rerolls anywhere. Yeah. Nice. So you you came into day two as a three two as a you have to win five games to advance. Yeah. And so that that, was so you so you were playing elimination from day two. <laughs> yeah. Did not expect to go uh, eight straight wins from there. 
Uh, so what was your preparation like for this? Did you, uh, now you, you said, did you jump on this list right away or were you trying out other lists in uh, your preparation before Worlds? Mm, I tried out quite a few lists. I mainly just tried to find something that suited my playstyle. Since sure, there can be good lists, but I don't really have that great of a playstyle when it comes to aces. But I can usually force a joust that I want in most instances. So I had to go through several iterations. So I tried out Republic, bought a bunch of new stuff for that. Because apparently I hadn't even bought a corset for that. Um, tried out Resistance, tried out Rebels, not for long, um, and then landed in FO. But I had a lot of list building going on, but not a lot of play testing with each list. So I'm kind of limited at the moment to how much time I could well, practice. After uh, 13 games, would you make any changes to this list? To this list? Actually, no. Um, I'm really satisfied with how everything turned out. Uh, a lot of people have been questioning why I'm not using shield upgrade, but I haven't had one game where I felt, oh, I should have uh, used shield upgrade here instead of uh, the balanced optics. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'll, I've been on the optics train as well. Of, uh, I mean, how often does everybody get shot? Uh, like most of the time you're bringing those focuses for offense anyway, so uh, yeah. it uh, makes sense to me. And if that elusive hits, it was a shield upgrade anyways. Yeah, and that hits uh, rudely often, especially when you already have the focus. Yeah, if you, I mean, yeah, if you are only taking one shot around, you're willing to spend that focus on defense with the elusive, not a problem. Yeah, usually what happens is someone uh, dedicates their squad into killing Scorch or DT, and you just spend the focus for defense. Sure, you don't get the mods, but what usually happened was everyone went for Scorch first, uh, managed to do one shield damage, which activated Fanatical, and then I'm still fine with spending focus. So Scorch usually never dies during the first engagements, um, and then you just run away, which does a lot of heavy lifting. So it so works out. Did you have any particular game plans for each scenario? Like, did you have ships in mind that, oh, these are generally going to be who I want to pick up crates or press the button for scramble or ships you wanted to maybe occupy the middle of the board for chance and ships you might want to keep out? Um, and similar effect to that in Assault. And, uh, and I also would uh, want to know your obstacle choices and why you landed on those two. Mm -hmm. Mainly, I always uh, set up in similar ways. Um, so Ember was always meant to be on the side uh, to get the scramble during scrambles and then force the joust through the other side of the board. Uh, with crates, backdraft always in the middle, picking up a crate. So I always deployed 
one of the crates deep in my starting zone and I didn't really care about where the other crates went. Um, had several games where I could just force people to disengage since I just go five straight and then let Gaelic or someone who's not really that important for the offense pick up a crate and come after the squad after a while. Because mainly it was DT and Scorch need to cover their distance and then start shooting. But mainly uh, Scorch and DT didn't really do objectives, uh, while Gaelic and Malaris, together with Backdraft and Ember, kept going for objectives. So they could split up since I'm not really tethered to any of the other ships and everyone went for their own objective. So usually um, I got at least three points on objectives each round, unless it's scramble. So yeah, it's an easy time picking up objectives. I mean, yeah, you definitely got the bodies for it. Exactly. Um, and then, um, yeah, I said, uh, what was your obstacle choices? I didn't get a chance to see that. And, and why uh, I went with just the three regular gas clouds. And the main reason for that was just because I can still fly through them without any major consequences. Um, I've had several games, uh, like in top eight against Nathan, I just five straight through a gas cloud. Hope to not roll any hits for the ion. Uh, then don't and claim center objective since you still get the actions. Sure, I would have gotten the focus if I got ionized, but it's still a nice way to just keep the control area uh, of the board since I don't really have that much health, uh, but it's nice to just go somewhere, take a focus since I always take focus with advanced optics. Like, yeah, I had, I guess I hadn't thought about it that way. When your ships basically are only ever focusing anyway, you're you're not really taking a risk if the position is really what you're what you're after, and you have an opportunity for upside, like being able to claim something or in a assault at the satellite array. You're just there. You 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 did the job. Yeah, they're done. Yeah. Also, getting ionized actually gives me a new dial, which is also nice. Uh, free free breaks included. <laughs> so, um, tell me out, outside of the actual games themselves. Like, tell me about the uh, after winning. Like, what did that feel like? What what has like the last week been? How I'm assuming a lot of the people that from Sweden that didn't travel, uh, that must have been quite the uh, homecoming uh, from your from your local group. Just. Uh, yeah, just how's how how was it? How did you celebrate that night? And how's the uh, uh, how's it been for the last week? It's been kind of weird. Uh, I still haven't really come to terms with it. Uh, there's been a lot of handshaking everywhere I go, uh, and a lot of congratulations. Um, but yeah, it still feels weird. Uh, we went out to dinner after day and went somewhere to just eat some steak since I hadn't really 
eaten properly for a few days, uh, but all the nerves just started to flow away. Um, but it's been several hard days uh, during the play, and then just having that euphoria of winning and being really touched emotionally by how many people uh, that want to see me win and how many people just write and uh, tell me how they think I deserved it and just how many people that seem to like me in the community, which is emotionally um, kind of overwhelming. I mean, so I know, there's been a lot of emotions. For, from our side, we're always talking you up. You're like, Nicholas, God, he's a cool guy. He's a great x player. Like, that, that's my that's my narrative all the time. So, yeah, man, it's uh, – you did I mean, you that's, did that's my next question. What what do you got brewing? What What's next? You, you're talking about scum that you didn't think was quite on par, but uh, what things have you been trying out? Well, that's – Something that's kind of interesting for me, uh, since now that Worlds is done, mm -hmm. I've just been burning with desire to build new lists and try new stuff. Um, so at the moment, I've been trying Sunfac with a bunch of droids, which has been a blast to fly, um, and just a bunch of random I-5s in Separatist. I haven't really gotten to scum with anything good yet, but... Lokimo's Gila's, huh? Not enough no, uh, I'm still hoping for that starter pack with Star Viper, Kirax, and Kimo Gila's. We just call it the Nicholas God Squad Pack, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would be happy with that. <laughs> we're, we're, you know what? The, Listen, I, I I remember in previous world championships they'd be they they'd give they'd give the world champion just like a little 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 edge in the game. You should you should just send them an email like, hey, as the world champion, I'd really <laughs> like to see this. I think it'd be really great, and you give them a big wink, just wink. Send them a wish list. Yeah, just like please. It doesn't hurt to ask, right? And then I mean, think about it from their side. They have this this great narrative, like after being inspired by world champion Nicholas God, we are releasing. <laughs> Come on, like that that just writes itself. That's that's good publishing, good copy right there. Now, there there are there are a couple of like dramatic things that we gotta talk about. And you know you know I was gonna bring it up. Let's talk about the dice cup. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. It's everybody's favorite thing. I'm working on the on the on the, the gif right now. Like it's gonna be great. It's gonna be part of the GSP chat. So what uh How'd you come up with with your with your mojo with the cup? Is it something if you always use a dice cup when you play in person? Something newer? The the steps it's usually something I only do during uh, tournaments uh, since I don't really use it in a local play. It's a hassle to bring the cup. Uh -huh. uh, can't really fit it in the bag. Um, but. During tournaments, I noticed that it's a good way for me to remove the anxiety of rolling dice. Since if I roll the dice on the table, I always 
can get that feeling. Oh, I should have rolled better. Or Not enough like wrist that. action. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I should have thrown him higher. Oh no, I see how that just blanked out. Uh, while it in the dice cup, if I just do a slight stroke of it or roll it, I don't get that feeling of oh, I could have done that differently. It's just after I lift the cup. Oh, okay. There yeah, are the that's results. What it is. Uh, to be fair, I hope more people start doing that. Uh, not not your patented uh, rub and no. They got to come up with their own. Arrest. They got to come uh, up with their own thing. But yeah, um, for sure, especially me, I'm thinking like I might pick it up as well. Mostly for different reasons, though. I, I understand the anxiety portion, um, but um, one of the things that came up again for me, uh, not playing in in a tournament in a long time is how bouncy those dice can be and just going on the table, rolling around, uh, hitting ships. That happened a couple times where you roll and uh, the ship just kind of like moves a little bit and now you've, you've kind of messed up the game state. Uh, cock dice is... So it seems to solve a lot of those other things as well and I think it's something that uh, I would encourage people and myself to kind of take up even if it's for for you know the the feeling of it or for not messing up the the game state or having a dice roll um off the table into somebody else's table or something like that i agree 100 percent because i'm a aggressive dice roller so i've definitely had that happen where i just really want some results and then toss the dice over the table and then just mess up an entire uh, block zone and everything falls apart uh, that just adds to the level of possible anxiety not only did, did, did I, I messed up the dice and i messed up the whole game all right so now now we we've we've learned that we did kind of um we suspected that there was some type of like a removal of the process in that when we were kind of speculating last week so but good good job gentlemen Good, 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 uh, good sleuthing there. Now let's talk about the 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 end of the game. Wait, wait, wait. It, it could also be magic. It could be magic. <laughs> Was it magic? Could be. I'm just saying. I mean, from a certain point of view, it was good. It it did it did a job. It worked out, right? All right, so uh, the game in of itself, it was a super exciting game to commentate and to watch. Um, the The turn that I keep I keep thinking about is so for anybody who doesn't know, name of the runner up was Andrew Cox. It was he was playing uh, an Imperial squad, uh, Darth Vader, Vermeil, couple of Tie Fighters. And there was a fifth ship, wasn't there? Was there five ships or four? Uh, it was five. Yeah, Aiden and the boys. Aiden, there Vader it is. Vader and Feroth. So the turn where Vader does a K turn and and ends up outside of that range two, and you got those two objective points because he, because Andrew, Andrew decided you know to to create that space that he wanted to, like those two points were massive 
massive in in the result. Um, I, and of course, we didn't have a table mic there. Do you remember? Was there any discussion or or any commentary from from Andrew or, or maybe something you remember at the table about missing that center objective? Um, not much. Um, I could tell from his body language that he wasn't pleased with the Reaper being out from mm-hmm. center objective because we didn't measure the Reaper the turn before since Vader was so obviously next to it. Right. Uh, but I could slightly tell that the Reaper was out, so his 4K slightly surprised me. Um, but I think it was the correct choice to go for the 4K. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, he would have Amber so close behind yeah. him, just keep throwing four dice or two dice, uh, three dice double modded. Mm-hmm. So Vader needed to create some space. Um, and I also think it was the correct choice of him to not use the afterburners at that point. And that was my next uh, question. That was my next yeah. question, yeah. If he hadn't used the afterburners, then he would have been in an awful position with Vader for next turn. Mm-hmm. And I probably would have gotten better shots with most of my ships if he had boosted in. Mm-hmm. So keeping him at range 3 still kept Vader alive. Because there's a real possibility that he dies if he boosts in at that moment. Alright, then we get to the last turn of the game. The Reapers in the corner, like James and I were convinced that you were going to pounce on the Reaper. But the ships kind of ended up going more towards uh, one of the TIE fighters that ends up ends up kind of running away. Can you give me the, kind of the play-by-play on that decision-making? Or was there was there a mix-up or anything like that? We just kind of want – I want to know because I was sitting there. I was convinced. I was like – my whole body was like, oh, he's going to go for the Reaper. And we were like, what, ha- what happened? I, but so, yeah, give, what happened there? So during the last turn, uh, it was just a common uh, instance of gaming fatigue, more or less, because I was just mud in the head. At H- had you point. played a, a 15 games of X-Wing or something? Like, I don't understand what. Uh, 13 <laughs> games or something? <laughs> yeah. Just a couple. Uh, just a couple. But yeah, uh, so at the start of that turn, uh, I was just feeling I need to keep my points and I didn't really think I could kill the Reaper because I slightly discreetly looked over and I only saw a damage card and fuel leak on it. So Uh in my head, I said, oh, it has four health. And I couldn't justify sending Ember there and hoping I wouldn't get one blank dice since Faroff would probably get the free evade. Um, if I had realized and counted properly and realized that it had two elf left with a fuel leak, I would just two straight the Mallors and fire the Mangles. Right. But with the five straight on Gaelic, um, main reason there was there was so many ways for him to just block and make sure that I wasn't in range two on the center objective. Because if Gaelic bumped anywhere, uh, I'm not in contestation for the center objective. Mm-hmm. So the five straight solved that. 
Backdraft couldn't do anything about it. Dubank was the best option. I just hoped that he wouldn't get so much paint while a 4K. Yeah. Um, DT in the corner? Just brain fudge on that. I could have just too hard to the board edge. Right. And taken the focus. There was no reason for me to turn in. All right, cool. Well, th thank you for, for giving us that insight. See, not everybody's willing to, to admit, admit when they have a brain fart. You know, I know that happened to me all the time. So, I mean, but playing 13 games of X-Wing, 100% understandable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, both me and Cox was feeling the fatigue at that point. Um, for example, the one time you see when he did the five straight with, I think, Backstabber and just flew past my entire squad. Yeah. Uh, he, I think he was planning on having that bump my Gaelic and just saying put and taking a focus. Uh-huh. Since he could have saved him with uh, Aiden, since Aiden never got spent. Right. Also, pro tip, children, uh, Aiden can only help TIE fighters, apparently. I got that pointed out to me afterwards. I was wondering the entire game why he was not spending the Aiden charge on Vader or uh, the Reaper. There we go. We learned. See, everybody, <laughs> even the world champion can, can miss a rule here or there. <laughs> All right. So... We finish that final round. We count up the points. It's a tie for anybody who hasn't seen this. It's a tie. We go, we go to uh, the the final roll off. I don't. It doesn't have an official name, but essentially a road roll, a player order roll for it. Um, like how were how were you feeling in that moment, knowing that it can, it comes down like all all of your work now comes down to this final dice roll. It was uh, excruciating. Uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a good word. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was a lot of adrenaline pumping at that moment. Um, but it was one of those, I felt I had done all I could do at that moment, since I just wanted Backdraft to survive mm -hmm. in some way, which it didn't, but it was one of those... Either he survives or not. It's just a simple die roll. Um, thankfully, the die roll in the end came to my conclusion as well. But yeah, it was very exciting to have that last roll uh, be the decider. That's awesome. And I really appreciated your points last week as well. Uh, that that roll could have just been any of the other shots in the game. Yeah. Which is true. Yeah, and that's that's I mean, let's let me let me let me talk not to you, Nicholas, but to the audience as a whole. One of the things in the reality is like I know that there are people who are like, I don't like that the world championship ended on a roll roll, but like literally the entire game has dice. That could have been so for instance if that dice roll would have been like a range three shot through a rock and you end up killing somebody literally nobody would be complaining right there wouldn't be there wouldn't be anybody but that's like the, the dice are part of the game like that's 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 part of it for it to end on a player role i just think it's super dramatic and uh it was good i would tell you it was good tv <laughs> <laughs>
I couldn't have written up better myself. Uh, but yeah, definitely, it's it's part it's part of the game. Dice dice are part of it, and both of you, both of you, fought you know just a, an amazing game. Obviously, to get all the way to the final, so many things had to get right, had to go right for each of you to end up there. And in reality, when it comes to this game, yes, there's decision making, and it, you, I would say, both of you made a bunch of correct decisions, but you had one more thing go right for you than Andrew did. And that's why you're the champion now, which is great. And you deserve it. Now, Thank you. of course, of course, of course. Uh, now, one thing I want to do, do you want to give any, any shout outs to anybody kind of publicly put it on the record for people who you, who you just want to be like, you know, thank you for being a part of my part of my run. Mainly uh, shout outs to three people, which are Alva, who made sure I was fed and kept me hydrated and reminded me that I needed to breathe everywhere. Um, and Isfane, who paid for me to get there since Alva was turning 30 during the first day of Worlds. So we weren't even planning on coming until he paid for a trip. Uh, and also our local gaming guy who got me into X-Wing, Johan Basinius, who, sadly enough, he doesn't travel that much for tournaments, but he's one of the better players I know, and he's the guy who I keep throwing my list against and sees what sticks. That's awesome. You you got you got that's your secret tech. You're like, well, he's he's just he's stuck over here in Sweden. You all don't get to practice, see the secret stuff that we come up with. <laughs> yeah, he's my secret blacksmith who keeps hammering away on those lightning bolts. That's right. That's awesome, man. Uh, Marcel, Will, Ryan, do you guys have anything else for Nicholas before we let him uh, take a nap before his day gets started here? Uh, yeah, just uh, other than the final, uh, was there another like really big, uh, like exciting moment in uh, either the top cup, top cut, or Swiss uh, that uh, will stick with you? Uh, probably my game against the Andrew Knuckles, um, where there was this instance where his. Defender Vader uh, didn't do a free maneuver, which really surprised me. But during the, that time, it ate six damage from two ships. Uh, so I managed to kill his Vader defender uh, after he was ahead um, and turned the game around. Uh, so that's going to stick with me. But that was just dice. Um, being fickle against him since he couldn't kill a Scorch with one health on range one with Vader Defender. Um, Sometimes it's also, just not meant to yeah, be. <laughs> yeah, dice gonna dice. So that was just one of those where he rolled four dice, blanked out, re-rolled them all, and then had to spend force to get two hits or something like that. And Scorch just natties out. Also, my uh, top eight game against Nathan Heidi, um, because we had, uh, it seemed like a practice opening for him. And I just flew straight into his Republic list and he hard turns with his 
contrail and starts dropping seismic charges. And the moment he places the first seismic charge, I look at it and say, I don't think that's in on anything. And he misses all the obstacles with like one or two millimeters. And he just looks at them and seems kind of surprised. And then after the game, um, he borrows my range rulers and he measures the mat. And the mat is one base or half a base longer than three uh, range nine. So he had practiced openings with uh, all the bomb dropping, but since the mat was short and longer, he couldn't drop the bomb where he wanted. So it messed up all the openings and um, all my ships just survived not taking any bombs. Wow. wow. It's, it's good to have that level of practice, but also that's an instance where if you're too autopiloted into it, sometimes you just, some minor differences can occur. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, like, he's one of the things he's really well known for is that precision, is measuring everything to a T. Um, it's, I mean, C2022 Adepticon, right? Like, that. that is. No, don't see it, burn it, delete it. <laughs> <laughs> it. It might involve somebody on the cast. He doesn't want to talk about it. But, um, but yeah, and, and yeah, well, that, var that variation of the mats, like, that's just, that's just part of the game, right? You got you to gotta do that. So I'm assuming it seems like that ship ended up getting measured from the edge rather than kind of from the, from the outside. I don't know how he yeah. measured out that setup, but I did notice that it felt practiced, um, especially that they just didn't hit any of them, and it was yeah. so close to all of them. Which was the surprising bit. I bet but also one thing percent. during that match was a testament to how high adrenaline there was in all the games during the top cut. Was we both made a road roll, both exclaim very disappointedly, "Oh, I guess I'm first player," and we both pick up our road dice, and then we look at each other and say, "But I'm first player." and ask each other, what did you roll? Look at the dice and none of us can remember who was first player or what we got. Nice. So we just look at the judge and ask if we should roll again. And yeah, and to re-roll. And then we Nobody made knows. a very meticulous point about what we rolled <laughs> from that point on. That is hilarious. <laughs> Did you have, so I think Marcel, I don't know if he actually followed through with this on his 6FL list, but he was highly considering his own little reminder for Gaelic trigger. Did you have a reminder for the Gaelic of, you know, when you're, when a friend, friendly ship dies, you can coordinate or did you not miss any Gaelics and didn't need a reminder? Oh no, I would have needed that all weekend long. Uh, Gaelic probably triggered um, maybe twice a game, but it was so surprising that usually the times where Gaelic could trigger, I didn't really have anything that I wanted it to trigger it, because you don't really have that many actions that you want to do, and uh, with the TIE Fighters, and they're the ones flying together. Backdrafts usually on the center of the board and flying away. So you don't really want to barrel or anything. Everyone already has a focus. 
Um, if anything, Ember might want to take a boost, but Ember's on the other side of the map playing Lone Wolf and tag with everyone else. So usually what happened was just I took a barrel just for positioning, but there was nothing happening with Gaelic that was super game changing. Well, not even not even a target lock. That seems like a good thing that you can give in airships that don't normally can take that action because they prefer focus because you have advanced optics and need it for defense. Yeah, I did take turret lock sometimes, but usually it was better for me to just take a barrel out. So either I took last shots or I could just one hard in next turn. But I couldn't coordinate Scorch since he was always stressed. I couldn't coordinate Malaris. He was usually stressed from his ability. So the only targets I had was DT, more or less. And if DT was alive, then DT didn't really need that much mods. Um, so usually it was just a stray lock or a barrel out. So I could do the one hard in. But yeah, uh, Gaelic got forgotten constantly. Awesome. So uh, before before we let you go, just want to say one more time, Nicholas, congratulations uh, for winning the world championship. Um, obviously, now that you won it, I mean, if people weren't already paying attention to how you're doing in major events, you know now for sure people are going to be – you got a target on your back now, right? You got a target on your back now. So watch out. In the tournaments, people are going to be hunting for you, but I, I have confidence that you're going to keep uh, performing at a high level, and uh, I look forward to see, seeing how you do in the upcoming season. We got a little bit of a break, and then then back back to it in May, is I think is what uh, AMG said, right? I'll keep trying to keep it interesting. All right. Love it, my friend. Well, uh, to exit the session, all you got to do is click the X window, but thank you so much for your time, my friend. Take care, guys. Thanks for the show. He's a cool guy. Like, I remember the first time I met Nicholas at Worlds, I was like, I want to be your friend, was my, was like <laughs> how I felt. I don't know you ever meet somebody like that. You're like, that person, I think I want to be I, your friend. I, I judge, I judge a lot of people. No offense to anybody, but I judge you on your list. And uh, yeah, <laughs> when you see something, when you see something like that, when, um, uh, Kimo Gila, I'm like, oh yeah. This Here you go. A, Respect. He's the cool <laughs> Respect. Hawks and Kimo Gila's. Cool. Speaking of cool though, Dion, what's cooler than some brand new information? What? Oh, it's teed it up. Let's go. That was a really slow uh, segue. I was like, like, <laughs> what? what? All right. Oh, I, didn't get it. I didn't hear any ice cold. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and uh, we'll reposition this a little bit. But yes, at AdeptCon, we did talk about this a little bit live on stream. By the way, as we're, uh, as we're getting set up here, if you didn't catch the the live recordings of the world championships you got a couple of options if you want a go at your own pace and watch whatever you feel like at first go to our twitch channel 
All right, go to our Twitch channel. The entire archive is open. You don't have to have a sub or anything like that. It'll be open uh, up until when we release all of the YouTube footage. Or you can watch game by game on YouTube. Right now, we're, we're, we're releasing two games a day, and we're starting all the way at the beginning of the LCQ. If you want to have that nice, easy, slow drip, watch a game or two a day, you have that option as well. So you can go full smorgasbord or little by little. Uh, but everything has been edited, uploaded, it's scheduled, and it's just going to start popping up in your feeds. I think as of right now, all five games of the LCQ are up, which means tomorrow, which starts with, or not tomorrow, because they don't come out on Tuesdays because we have the podcast on Tuesdays, but then it means a Wednesday, you'll have round one, two, and it goes all the way 10 rounds of Swiss, and then, of course, when it gets to the top cut, I spread it out just a little bit. Top eight, another day, top four, and then a whole, the, the final has to have its own day of release. It has to. It's a must. But here, at... Adepticon, AMG had a panel. Shout out to our streaming friends, the Professional Casual Network. Uh, because their event was over, they got, uh, they were brought in by AMG to go ahead and have a camera on their slideshow. And uh, we're going to talk about the X-Wing presentation. We're going to go slide by slide, speculate, talk about what we knew already, what we didn't know. And we're starting right here. Ryan, what do we see on slide one? Uh, we see another laid out image of what we've already been made aware of prior to Adepticon, which was the starter packs for each faction, starting with the Rebels and Galactic Empire. This one, this slide, pertains to the Rebel Alliance. So we see the pack again. Uh, we see, uh, I think, a couple things that didn't necessarily get shown, which is uh, the damage deck mm -hmm. is similar to... Or at least it looks like it might be, because I think we might have seen a shot of another damage deck where the images of the ship on the card is going to actually be the same as uh, a ship from that faction. So kind of like those special damage decks we used to, we would get in the past, but I these might be the smaller ones, I think, looking like it, if it's meant to be kind of the same size as the other cards there. Uh, it's well, we'll see. A um, couple other things to note is we... There is, yes, there is a Y-Wing in the pack, but noting specifically that there are Proton Bombs and Proximity Mines in here. So there's a chance that one or both of those upgrades will be on the SL, the standard loadout versions of Y-Wing pilots in this pack as well. Um, since you would have to be required to have those bombs available to the ship with the standard loadout in this pack. Um, we also see, uh, can't really make out the wording, but we know by the art and the chassis that there is going to be a Shara Bay A-Wing standard loadout in there as well. And then, Wood X, I can't read the name, Wood X-Wing do, uh, that's got to be Luke, but that's a different art for Luke, I think. That doesn't look like Luke. It is, no, that, I'm pretty it's sure got, that says Luke Skywalker. Course. What is it? I hope I hope they have another X Wing with two Force, but I another X Wing with two Force, I five, kind of, kind of. That sounds similar. awesome. It definitely looks like a Luke Skywalker. But the closer it, you zoom in, yeah, they're leading. They're so they're leaning into, um, you know, they're they're leaning into, you know, different art as well as. So is the Luke Skywalker that we have already also Red Five? Because I'm pretty sure that. Subtitle is Red 5. So this is just like an alternate art st standard shape. Yeah. 
Seems card. to be. Pretty I guess neat. there's no guarantee he has the exact same ability, but I guess to be weird if they had a diff if they had a different ability but were both red five and didn't have like the battle of Yavin or the battle of whatever. Since they're the same, I'm guessing it's gonna be the same. It's just interesting to see we we are getting some different art possibilities on these ships. Yeah, exactly. And with some of the liberties they've taken with the subtitle, I mean, they could they could have. If it is, I, I honestly think if it's Red Five on the other one, I don't don't have it up here, but I would assume it's going to be the same exact ability because they've done different things outside of just like names. You could have been like Luke Skywalker entering the trench. You know, there's you can they've made it not the subtitles not only be names but also moments. So I think that's a, a cool pivot that AMG has done to be willing to uh, to do that, but also it gives you lots of options. You can really open up design space with that subtitle. But yeah, so we know we're getting a, a Rebel pack which is awesome one of the things i wanted to point out was this right here all right pretty sure this is a um a turn counter right like it's a, an officially released turn counter it's something that with the original release i think they had given like a like a square type of template that you like put tokens on but let's be real i've never seen a single person use those a dial is significantly easier to keep track of like that and um a lot of people had that same idea of there were some some third-party ones that had that um, Death Star uh, radar tracking. I don't even know what what is that it's called exactly, but the Death Star style um, countdown, which is awesome. So there you go, coming soon. Let's uh, let's go on to the next slide, which I know a lot of people were hyped to see. Will take it. All right, this is the YT twenty four hundred. Uh, Dash Rendar making his black box return. Uh, looks like there's a new paint job and even uh, an updated sculpt for him. Plus, uh, we have uh, shown here a scum version, a scum standard loadout uh, that he can take in addition to uh, his Rebel Customizable. Uh, even previews a Lebo standardized card. And um, before we get into it, I think that th this is what uh, excites me about standard loadout. I didn't like them at first. I'll admit to that. But I understand that it is so much easier to release a standard loadout card into the card pool than it is a customizable card. You'd have to, a scum dash would have to factor in every crew, every illicit, every scum only upgrade uh, that ever would come out for the future. With the standardized loadout, drop it in, uh, have fun with it. Uh, but the uh, update though to his rebel is significant. I think we got to start with the three attack dice. Uh, decrease from his current, uh, what is he at, 10 points? I believe he's currently the most expensive ship in the game right now at 10 points uh, with that four attack dice. Uh, and currently can shoot, uh, or, sorry, he currently ignores obstacles while moving through them. Now, 
uh, has been updated to ignore obstacles while engaging on top of them. So it seems like there would be a, a lot bigger risk reward for it. Uh, still has that sensor blind spot uh, while you perform a primary attack at range zero to one, including that range zero in there now, uh, you roll one fewer attack dice. So it's going uh, basically uh, stays at three because you don't get your range one attack bonus. It doesn't say this, it doesn't say instead of gaining one, you lose one. So essentially doesn't get four dice at a range one. Also, though, now this is the biggest. It's penalty. brutal, man. Brutal. <sighs> Absolutely brutal. While you defend at range one, you roll one fewer defense dice. Uh, now, that is going to put Dash Render at a big disadvantage against any I6 or I5 with a boost or uh, a very fast dial to close that gap. Uh, after Dash has moved and get into that sensor blind spot. Uh, we still has that red barrel roll, uh, the focus lock and the rotate actions. Same two agility, um, six health and four shields. Though, now Dion, been talking about uh, his reduced attack power. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to take a look at the standardized outrider on that scum card so uh, i have a guess we'll say that that is the same ability why make a new one why make a new one for yeah. a single standardized card so i think we could just assume that this is what the regular title says as well while you perform a primary attack at range three roll one additional attack dice while you perform an attack that is obstructed by an obstacle you may change one of the defender's evade results to a eyeball result. Built-in juke. So juke uh, and with trick shot can still get up to a five dice attack. And I is assuming that's the same. Well, that's TBD, but uh, right now, does the, I'm looking at your screen. Does the, the standard have Trick shot? No. So no mercenary. Uh, no, I uh, has Lebo, uh, who can repair your cards. Uh, got seeker missiles, a missile that is not uh, a customized card. Spend one of the four charges uh, to is an attack lock. Spend one of your four charges. Uh, then during the modified dice step, you can spend two additional charges to change an eyeball result to a hit. Uh, so great, easy way to double modify uh, your range two and three attacks. Out your front arc, really great if you're going left to right with that bow tie. Uh, the mercenary upgrade uh, for his talent says, after another friendly ship of range zero to two is destroyed, before it is removed from the play area, transfer one of its green tokens to yourself. Uh, so a little bit of uh, Kato Lichos' ability mixed <laughs> with Cutthroat. Mm -hmm. uh, then that's that's a hilarious upgrade. Uh, just like just just hoping that uh, your your friend with a focus uh, perishes in front of you, so you can uh, take it for yourself. 
Uh, like I'd really, I'd really like to have a fully modern Vite shot here. So if you want to yeah. kick the bucket, I'd be all right with it. Yeah. Uh, so that's <laughs> uh, very interesting. Does it have any other abilities on there? Just the just the blind spot and I think the, the scum ability. pilot is is the, is his actual pilot ability the same? As the rebel one. I don't think it is. No, no, it no. is different. It's no. about stress. That's right. So this, so if we recall, the original Outrider did deal with this, where when you move through obstacles, you got to remove a red or orange token. So that was taken out, potentially, of the Outrider itself and put into the Scum Pilot here. Kind of, because in this case, you transfer it. You don't. You mm -hmm. just don't eliminate it. It says... Um, after you gain a red token as a result of moving through or overlapping an obstacle, you may transfer that red token to a friendly ship at range zero to one. Yeah, so that's strain and stress. Could you imagine the shenanigans? Okay. And I am, sorry. Oh, so here, so here it is, right? Imagine if you got an ion token, right? You're a big base. You can handle one. But what if you, like, dial in a move that you don't want to go fast for now on a friendly ship and you're like yeah i feel like ioning my friendly ship instead and they could do a one straight or one bank <laughs> <laughs> yeah. cheeky so like, actually a little, a little bit of I mean, actually we'll give that ion to fin round let's slow down that two yeah. bank a little bit to a one bank yeah could be i mean you can't you can't guess on that or bet on it but it'll still work is there any way to force yourself to take ion tokens? Uh, not uh, as a result of an obstacle, though. Not as a result. Uh, it has to be through the uh, as a result of moving through or overlapping an obstacle. Got I it. Thought so Dooku it's... Crew for a sec, but Dooku Crew only affects the modified dice step now. Yeah, so not yeah they changed it up. All right, cool. I'm we're safe. Of, yeah. We're safe mostly. We are <laughs> for for now. We're safe to uh, to. Uh, those five dice range three shots come in. No, I don't. So I do want to ask you guys, uh, going going back to the the rebel ability for a second here. There's Lebo, which we can't see any of it. So not <laughs> at the end of covering. something, acquire something. Yeah, and after you perform a calculate, I assume get another calculate because uh, that's that's how they can make it on par with. I don't know. What, what if it's people. after you perform a calculate, you may perform a lock. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, sign me up. Uh, but <laughs> the, uh, the the regular dash ability, though, being able to ignore obstacles that you are overlapping. Now, it, during the engagement phase, the that's so the a no longer ignores cargo that's dropped uh, or the spare parts canister canisters because uh, yep. you can always shoot on those, right? Now, uh, two things though. You ignoring the effects of the obstacle would prevent, just like Kira, just like landing struts, you could shoot through it without them getting the obstruction bonus, correct? That's literally the, yes. the wording on struts. Yes. Yep. Okay. So with that, before we get like, not just like, like theorizing lists, but like just obstacles, we're used to dash flying through debris because you could shoot off of those. But now I feel like his preferred obstacle is the gas cloud. Almost no penalty uh, because you the obstruction you would get for the shot cancels out the single string. 
Uh, what is what is your guys' thoughts on that? Well, it, are you trying to fly dash on top of obstacles now, though? I mean, I, if, if 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 it protects myself from getting range one, yeah, actually. Okay, so you're you're thinking of using it as a buffer, like when yeah, I said, like, whether I overlap it or not, I'll use it as I would need to. But I'm okay. using obstacles with dash to keep people out of my sensory mm -hmm. blind spots. Yeah, sure, I, to give them something that they can't boost through. Yeah, and uh, I mean, gas clouds, obviously. Uh, but you do want to get all the way through. I don't think you want to purposely land on them. I, th I think you probably get more confident with your, like, pull this fit or not. Mm -hmm. But, I, I mean, you still want to complete the maneuver so you can get your action. Sure. Um, I mean, yeah, there's, like, forces, the K2SO, like, you could find you, modifiers. If you land on any obstacle right now in the game, it's you skip your perform action step. Mm -hmm. So even though you've overlapped and you can still shoot on it with dash, you're not getting any actions unless, like you said, outside effects or for modifiers, you put a force crew, a force gunner on it with the custom versions. Uh, yeah, I mean, and if it happens to be a rock, you're risking two of your ten hull. Now, you can still breathe. So getting that get, guaranteed stress. If you get blocked into into it do you, can you still because it's not your action step can you still focus stress or it's not that... part of your perform action step you certainly can so if there's a uh if there's a vulture on an asteroid yeah crash right into it you're gonna take the asteroid damage but right you know and that that's i think the the important part that we got to think about is one of the things that made dash so desirable is people chucking five six dice attacks while being able to essentially mostly ignore obstacles uh when it came to the 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 activation step right and really what you were looking for when dash was legal was to not end your turn on an asteroid that's essentially what dash players were looking for now e you you really gotta make some choices. This is no. I feel like the 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 difficulty level for setting up the most optimized dash shot has gone up a bit. Now here's a question. Do you remember? I was looking through my notes. I didn't see anything that refuted this. Are they going to be coming out with a customized version for Scum? A customizable version no. for Scum? They no. said. They said. Did they say? I. I. I have that no. as a big. I don't know. No, they said. They said only through the standard loadout. Only through the standard. That's that's a very safe which, way to do it. <laughs> which yeah, I mean that's that's what I was saying. That like yeah, I mean he's too many variables to just throw a single pilot into a faction that that has. Let's be honest, Kira crew. So right. Uh, yeah, if you don't know Kira Crew, you could just ignore an obstacle completely. Yep. Which would be, I mean, just, you know, chef's kiss, put them right together. And I definitely do like these, I mean, the the scum version, this this SL dash, I think is, it looks good. I'm curious on the point cost, oh, but the, the, the loadout, what's there between mercenary the seeker missiles for more coverage lepo to help with those damage cards the outrider title ability his ability being to me the scum version a little more desirable than the rebel version and what do you what do you guys think i mean my assumption is uh, at least seven 
Like seven's the number they're shooting for here. I mean, the, you were talking the, about points. Yeah, for points wise, uh, comparing it to a six point uh, Rebel Falcon, uh, six point Rebel Falcon, while very good. Rebels have their own issues of point costs right now, but yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, I meant uh, I meant Scum Falcon. Scum Falcon is the six point one, but it's only got one agility. It's got a lot less health. It's only actually technically it only has one more health than this one. And uh, I feel like this has got to be better than uh, waiting uh, for Han to find an obstructed shot on a stress target. Yep. So how quickly does this become the Boba Kane and plus dash? <laughs> for the seven points, you think, you think well, it'll, yep. it'll be seven, right? I mean, yeah, I, I think seven's I, the number they're shooting for. Eight this seems doesn't too feel high. like an eight-point ship. This, this, like, Dengar eight, seven. Eight, eight, eight is Django, right? Yeah, it's Django. Seven's like, you know, Dengar, uh, Rook, uh, Bosk. Like, good. Good ship. Any fire, yeah, most fire sprays, like, a good, solid ship, but not extraordinary. Boba Kanan, Dash. Dash. Oh, it hurts just thinking about it. <laughs> good luck. I mean, Kanan's got to keep up with Dash, though. I mean, granted, Dash isn't boosting. He's barrel rolling if he wants. But I think Dash was a very probably gonna have a very weird flight pattern for Kanan to help follow Boba and Dash. But also, no, I Dash, just hope Dash by goes the time front to back. Is, I guess I just hope by the time this ship comes out, Kanan's like yeeted to the stratosphere in some capacity. There'll <laughs> <laughs> be a there'll be an even better ship by then. That's very true. There's always there's always something else around the corner. And when it comes to uh, a customized version of, of this dash, or even in any faction they'd want to throw them in that might make sense, is we know that Hot Shots and Aces 2 exist. There's no reason for them to just continue Hot Shots and Aces 3, 4, 5, 6. If another version of dash or any pilot for this ship were to come up, that'd be a way to do it. One of the questions is, I know, like... We know that Dash and Lebo are in here, but if I'm not mistaken, was it in Star Wars Rebels where we saw a YT-2400? It was Iron Squadron. Iron Squadron, yeah. Yep. They were out uh, out of Lethal, I believe. Yeah, so... Uh, I, I could see that being a standardized loadout for Rebels. Like, the... the um, um, I'm blanking on the character name, but he was the son of the, the, the Phoenix Cell, you know, Admiral leader guy. Um, and there was like a, a droid, like two other kids. Like, yeah, you have like the gunner kid. I mean, that's what I'm really hoping for in the future. Whenever like there's maybe a ghost BCX SL card, like you just get the cast of characters as upgrades and what they do. Love it. All right, let's let's keep the party going here. Marcel, here you go. All right. Um... So this is for the starter pack, correct? Or no, it's actually no. Bomber. This is okay. this is the separate the release of the standalone okay. release of the Thai SA bomber. Comes with two, I see. All right, so the Thai SA bomber. Um, just at the t at the at the front there, we read Tomax Brex. Uh, it's been such a long time. I don't know if it has the same ability, but it says after initiative five. It still has uh, to attack to evade. Six haul and two charges. The charges are after you perform a barrel action, you may spend two charges. Oh, it's recurring. You recur one. 
you may spend two uh, charges, and if you do, you gain a focus token. Um, and they don't have. Are they linked? They're not linked, right? Oh yeah, linked barrel to barrel roll. Yeah. So that's, basically, that's barrel rolls all the actions. Whoa, barrel roll focus target lock uh, every other turn. Um, and then it has Nimble Bomber. If you would drop a device using a one template straight, you may use a bank template of the same speed. Uh, actually, not using a one, using a template. So if you have B Bombardier, you can also do like the two back and the, exactly. the two banks. Uh, uh, and you choose, yeah, so you choose either or. Um, first of all, that's a crazy ability for an I-5 pilot that can... Target lock well, focus he, every turn. What is he and he shooting, is though? chugging the plasma torpedo. Mm. Um, I-5 double-mounted plasmas? Let's go. That's that's pretty good. Um, and then he also has the True Grit, uh, which is a new, uh, I believe new, uh, talent. At the end of the activation phase, if you are not strained, you may gain one strain token to remove one non-lock red or orange token so what that means is that you can move barrel roll, focus target lock and then at the end of activation phase uh, remove that stress token to gain a strength Right. Then K turn. Mm. Yeah, I mean, keeping that lock. Yeah, K turn, mm. keeping that lock, maybe, or K turn. That's your charge off, and then you come back. I mean, and become a one agility ship to turn your whole dial blue. That's Seems crazy. Pretty good. That is crazy, and that's every turn, right? True grit is every turn, yeah. Mm -hmm. But you can't be strained. So if you do yeah, say you that clear a turn, you're going to be strained, and you couldn't do it the turn after. Sure, sure. But yeah, no, that that's crazy. And then it also has ion bombs, um, regular ion bombs that it can throw in three different places. I mean, I feel like so. Here's here's the question is the way that the the ability is set up you essentially you're choosing whether or not you're going to use his ability to do the ion like a, a sick ion bomb placement or an object i mean an objective uh placement or something like that because because the you have to either spend them off of the oh no it's recurring on his card never mind i read that incorrect cancel cancel yeah yeah, now, yeah, you do have to spend bolt charges, so you... Yeah, it's every other turn. Say, we'll assume turn two, because you're coming in to shoot that torpedo. Yeah. So you're not going to be able to shoot it until turn four after that. That seems it's really good. pretty valuable in assault, where you want to barrel roll into a zone for assault while still getting a token. Too. Mm -hmm. No, defensively, yeah, if you happen to be flying away. Well, yeah. you get that anyway, right? When you... Oh, no, that's every other turn, yeah. Yep. Every other turn. Yep. So even though it, it's just plasma torps, which I know can do some still good damage to shielded targets, and being fully modded I five is, is is a good deal. Um, but I see this as a four point ship. Tomax is currently a four point ship, if I'm not mistaken. So I don't see that. I don't see that changing. Four or three. 
No, definitely not. This isn't This isn't a torrent. This is a bomber. Yeah? And? Well, two things. Kickback is three. He shouldn't be. Uh, he, he should shouldn't be four. Be. That's I, all he's three, four, I don't know if yeah. I yeah. But, um, no, I mean, if you, if you look at this, you look at um, uh, the, the four point X1 at i5. So it, it's comparable. Yeah, a little sneak peek at uh, Captain Jonas, though, up there. That's Interestingly enough, he actually Who only tells? has torpedoes right or sorry he only has missiles right now he's not even allowed a plasma torpedo on the customized version on the customized version now what what is this top cover thing after a friendly ship at range zero to one defense so not another can be yourself if you have not dropped or launched a device this round you may launch a device using the three bank three with either either three banks or three straight templates. So, if you get shot at, you or a friend at zero to one can launch or you get to launch a bomb. Or, sorry, device. So here, device. As, look, as, what device as, is there? So important. As uh, yeah, correct. Oh. As as much as people are like, oh, I, can it be a mine? Can it be a mine? I'm thinking i think they're balance level they, they they keep it a bomb yeah <laughs> unless or... unless he unless you want to just turn jonas in, in, in into the the, the 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 super catcher and he gets to be like throwing connor nets oh connor. i would love <laughs> their, oh, i would love oh, a, a blazer a blaze bomb or whatever it's called oh the that blazer would be, bomb that sure. would be fun well, well i mean that wouldn't explode though until next no time. it wouldn't explode but you'd be able to throw that little obstacle there at a at a weird spot well yeah. if, if if it's a mine this is a big deal if it's not a mine it's less of a deal if they wanted captain this captain jonas to be immediately played and tested you make it a mine <laughs> why does captain jonas be worth more than four points it's, it's a mine yeah exactly possibly so, i mean i think we, it, it, I think we could have a terrible gun and I mean, its it, only trick is just to throw that bomb out, which is still potentially really dangerous. I mean, if it if it only has, yeah, because that's a pretty big wall of ticks. If it has just like proton bomb and a proxy bomb, uh, game on for yeah. that. You might have a special ability that says uh, after you launch a bomb or something, it just detonates immediately instead of waiting for it to detonate at the normal time. Oh, that would be spicy. He does, he does have he does have a single line ability. Uh, as well, so maybe. What's his regular? Is he the one that helps He's others reroll? Right, he gets yeah. the reroll stuff. So this is very yeah. different potentially. Captain Jonas picked up some new tricks. So no, no charge based for his own his own ship. So yeah. so it just does a thing. Um, and just something something interesting to note here. Obviously, it's a double bomber pack um, as players who've been playing this game for a long time i think we all own tie bombers most likely but there's new content in this box 
right? Like I talked, I talked about business-wise. AMG has to do re-releases because people who haven't been playing the game as long as we have need to get the stuff. But they have to make it in a way where there's something in there that we don't have. So congratulations, AMG. Uh, you at least have one sale from me because uh, I need, I need these cards because uh, I have no I, other way to get them. I already have like four bombers. Yeah, exactly. But, Same. <laughs> I want those SLs probably. Yeah. So, exactly. They did, they did the right job. Like, they, they're getting me to want that. Who knows? Maybe there are more SLs in the Imperial pack that also has a bomber in it, too. It's true. So now I'll have seven bombers. That's so all the bombers. <laughs> way too many. All right. So next slide coming in here. Super excited to see the uh, X-Wing Store Championship kit. They said that stores are going to be able to order this kit starting may the 4th i think was the was what they announced so super excited to see that some highlights from what we can see here it comes in a fancy box which is very nice i like to see that you got a, a starhawk in the background you got keo uh in that a wing uh, the winner gets an invite for the x-wing world championships which is great so basically one per store that can get the kit it, ask your store to pick up a kit, go to a game store that you know doesn't have X-Wing. Be like, hey, can can you buy this kit, please? <laughs> so that you can... Yeah, seriously, uh, everyone, just, like, go to your LGS and tell them about this kit so that you guys can do more X-Wing, more store champs, more people the world's guaranteed. And this was confirmed at the panel. This is not like, oh, you get an invite to the last chance qualifier to maybe get a chance to go. This is confirmed into the world's main event. That's right. There's going to be regionals that happen that have uh, a invite that include. They called it a premium invite that has uh, something to do with maybe you get like a first round buy or something like that, which is fine. But uh, not these. This is this is. Just, uh, but being able to get an invite is huge because they needed to create more opportunities for it. Uh, they got a bunch of different alt art cards. Just kind of looking here at from the art we know, it looks like a full art Chewbacca, Keo Venzi. Uh, which is, is that Sevor? Probably it's one one word. Oh, Lapin. This is all the. These are all pilots from Hot Shots and Aces Two. Got it. Alec, Lapin, Poe, Falcon, Keo, Second Sister, Vanessa Doza. Don't know what the upgrades are though in the stacks. They have new art. Uh, new art there. The the word would be would be here. Not sure what they are, but you, it's a it's an awesome art with uh with a T seventy X wing shooting at at a tie fighter and this looks like a one seventy yes an arc 170 at geonosis maybe better in tail gunner because it's like the looks like the back of it it arc does you're right like gunner it is a gunner maybe. symbol yep oh no you know what wait we we, we got the leak on this fort that's suppressive gunner suppressive gunner there and it the is the other one's out maneuver okay Somebody says, "Do does these kits have invites? Not limit the number there will be to have what? What? So it's saying that like uh, there may only be uh, three hundred of these printed, which means that there'd only be three hundred invites being handed out. That's a lot. 
like oh that's a lot that's way more than the amount of people were in the main event <laughs> well i mean they're, they're, they'll have to put their money where their mouth is right as many kits as they buy they need to have that that setup space, i'm sure yeah. adepticon would be happy to sell them more space okay so <laughs> so well, figure it I mean, out. We, assuming that uh they're we do this instead of a last chance qualifier. There could just be more days of Swiss or two heats. That's very will. true. That'd be, that could be another way to go about it. Now, the, the other part that I want to, I want to point out here is this cardboard right here in the, at the top. So, um, we had been talking about different theories of how AMG could get objective tokens and scenario based official pieces in people's hands. Here it is. It's very obvious what it is. You got five shapes that are those scenario tokens. You got three player tokens is what those are on the other side there. I'm assuming we have blue on one side, red on the other. There's the range one and a half ruler on the bottom. And there's a bonus token in the middle that I'm not sure what that would be used for. You guys have any guess this like green-ish are we sure that yeah. whole thing isn't a new scenario? I was going to say, it I don't think be. any of uh, any of our current objectives are escape graphs. It could be. I mean, there would be a great opportunity to release a new scenario in our, in our set. What? But they're being consistent with the pieces, which is great. Yes, yeah, yeah, you could use be, those objectives for anything else. It's just whatever the picture's on there. But they could theme it around the new scenario they show up with the store kit. It'd be uh, pretty cool, insane, if, if, if part of the uh, tournament was uh, that the only the final round or the final must be played in like this new scenario. Add it to the whole rotation. Add it to the whole rotation. Yeah. I assume, yeah. It'll Why be would you hold it back, rotation, right? You want to yeah. let more people play that scenario. I mean, you, there could be a, a format well, that could be a single scenario throughout the day of your choosing. Um, if you didn't want to, say, uh, play all the scenarios. I, I just have heard of tournaments that are like, we're playing extended, no ban, chance only, right? Like, uh, like just to get those people who are, we'll say... On the fringes? Yeah, they're like, I want to play my... The thing is, I you know, I love playing or used to like playing, right? Sure. Uh, so I could ease them into this, uh, but I mean, what other way of announcing a new scenario, drone up hype for the game, uh, is, is the is this kind of store kit? Um, I'm sure they'll have information about it, the scenario, so we could start practicing formulating strategies. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's it's got to be. Uh, something uh, chasing down escape cramps. I don't, I don't know. Do you think they fly around? I, it, it is a ship. Why wouldn't it? It could. Do you think that that little black thing is a mall that you got to keep them out of? Maybe oh. they're drifting towards it. You got to go save as many people as you can. Huh. I'm kidding. Could be, could be, could be. yeah. Very exciting. <laughs> It'll be fun. I'm excited to see what they end up coming uh, up with for these uh, for the store championship. I know, like store championship season, outside of worlds, I think store championship season is my favorite season because it's it's the time where 
we get to I, I feel I feel like as as a squad as like local players you get to see each other the most because you're grinding it's like every other weekend when that season comes up you guys are you're hanging out you're getting to play some games and like I know I go I by the rules that I, I go by is if I'm going to a store championship if I'm not in the running to win it anymore I gotta leave but at least I got a chance I can show up hang out with people and uh, and have a have a good time but I'm excited to see store championships roll around it is something that uh, I've been I've been ringing the bell you gotta have store championships you gotta have them now in order to revitalize the game and uh, and bring some excitement hot dog here we go now speaking of more excitement here Ryan what what is what is this tasty treat we have an organized play kit, more of like an, an event-style kit called the Children of Mandalore. Uh, not as much designed on the competitive level, but a, a kit designed with a specific scenario or event play in mind uh, for more on the casual end. Uh, there is, is clearly a set of multiple objective or uh, scenario-based tokens on the cardboard, of varying types looks like some type of space station some beskar armor steel or whatever some scrap metal or whatnot and like a shuttle with some bunch of stats and rules and uh and uh at least one alt art card there probably clan training would be my guess if it's got sabine with the dark saber and it's all mandalore based and then some other type of uh, card or back of a card in the stack just to the left of it. So it's like a condition card. Uh, if you just want to get some, you want to get uh, organize an event, not make it competitive, and still earn, and still earn some uh, likely participation level stuff and have a good time playing a scenario designed with children of, based on Mandalorian um, uh, theming with some casual friends or locals this is it love it love it yeah super excited to see what comes of comes of this uh i mean leaning into to mandalorian culture as a good business idea people people are hyped by uh by the mandalorians they're they're awesome all right will battle over endor all right, we have another of these scenario packs similar to what we had saw with the Battle of Yavin, the Siege of Coruscant, uh, Battle of Endor, uh, emphasizes the uh, spaceship fight outside of the second Death Star in Return of the Jedi. I believe, uh, focusing on the combat revolving around the Super Star Destroyer um, and should have new pilots for both the Rebels and the Empire. Uh, these are going to be the standard loadout cards, as we've seen uh, with those other scenario packs. Yeah, so let's take a second and, and just make sure we understand the difference. So the organized play kit is similar to like the droids you're looking for type of box. 
the scenario mm-hmm. pack is Battle of Yavin, the Siege of Coruscant. That's that. So this is new pilots and a you know, casual scenario. But really, for most competitive players, you're, you're grabbing it for the the new pilots and things that are coming in there. But yeah, I'm excited to see that. And of course, they're, they're releasing this. They're trying to get it out on time to align with the 40th anniversary of the um, – the return of the Jedi. So that's uh oh man, super super exciting to see that. Now, uh here was the uh, the pilot they showed, Will. Uh this was the Wedge Antilles uh battle over Endor. Uh, he's got a uh, similar stat line uh, except for he's got a shield upgrade has the ability after you perform an attack gain a focus token. Uh, his droid uh, even allows him to after you once a game uh, to when you acquire a lock or sorry when you perform an action you may spend one charge to acquire a lock so focus lock dropping advanced proton torpedoes five dice in range one got predator for rerolls two uh, which uh, is uh, offensive heavy, love to see it. Uh, has it's a tramp while defending. If there are more other friendly ships than enemy ships at range zero to one, so if you're flying in formation, uh, you can reroll uh, one of your blank results. So if you got a wingman uh, and you're not in a scrum, uh, you can reroll your defensive things. But really, deal this is what interests me they fixed the standardized s foils uh so uh, previously they would have attack run which was fine because uh-huh. their, their x-wings are locked in attack position they were never going to close them uh so uh in this though wedge still has the ability to boost as an action it's actually on his action bar but because his s foils are locked now uh, he would gain a deplete token for boosting. Uh, now, so it equates to almost the exact same thing, except for if you want to try to uh, focus droid into a lock and then boost into for advanced proton torpedoes, that deplete token will s- still take you down to four attack dice. I mean, it's still so four we'll, attack dice, but it, it, it still it gets, took three <laughs> actions and took a, got into range one uh, to blast something. So yeah, it's still pretty good. I just really like that detail because uh, the that's one of the problems with standardized cards is that you can't flip anything, you can't have any changing of cards uh, like an X foils configuration. So that, that's uh, beautifully fixed, keeps it pretty much the same. Uh, but now, because assu- they can now assume, Dion, that you have a deplete and a strain uh, through those new core sets, they can start putting more of those deplete and strain abilities right onto the cards. I, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I understand the um, the how the the cards that flip work, but sometimes I I have always had trouble remembering to flip those type of cards i prefer i prefer abilities that don't deal with like oh you forgot to flip a card i, I guess i messed up the game oh sure yeah exactly it's the remembering it was uh, well it was a choice before of like well i'm am i gonna want to boost 
Uh, so it is a little bit easier now. You always have that boost open. Uh, and I did uh, want to mention something I actually just now noticed. Thanks, first time caller. This has a barrel into red focus as well. Oh, uh, so spicy. Not only uh, can you get three actions focus lock boost with your droid, you can also barrel lock red focus to blast that advanced proton torpedo as well. This will be and one so our R two A three is acquiry, so you could even acquire the lock after the boost reposition. Uh, oh uh, yeah, if you but, needed to catch range, yeah, yep, that's true. Um, but also, it's to specifically make sure we get this correct. Um, Wedge needs to hit on his attack to have his ability work. Oh, his regular to get that yes. he, uh, he, defensive He doesn't gain the focus. focus if he doesn't hit. It's not just attack and you gain a focus. You do need to actually hit. I mean, they gave uh, now, you enough tools to do it. If you don't hit, that's your own fault. Like, yeah. roll better. Well, Come it's, on. It's, it's, it's not Wedge that gets the less in agility, right? You can right, still exactly. get free, and so could your opponent. So, yeah, that that uh, makes me trans, uh, transitions into uh, a guesstimate for his price. I mean, without that reduction, the natural kind of outmaneuver-esque ability, uh, there's, to me, there's no way that this can be the six-point wedge we're used to. No. Um, uh, even... I, especially without Protorps, it'd be able to take its yeah. own advanced Proton Torps. So granted, you do have more reposition linking. You do have the one time a mm -hmm. game where you get to do an acquire lock. You do have Predator. You do have a okay ability for a little extra defense and you have an extra shield but i so i could see them you're still him i6 six, but, he, but yeah i could see them putting him at six points but i i i think he should be five uh, the if i'm not mistaken the i5 battle of yavin is only five points yep. and now it has a full pro proton yep. yeah and a pseudo ability an ability with a little bit more conditions than you're attacking but still has the reduction agility type effect, mm -hmm. only on primary. Yeah, I think it's primary, and you got to have friendlies somewhere. got to have, like, a friendly in front of you. It's going to be the question of how do they value that initiative six, right? So I mean, I'm still paying five points for this. Like, those those reposition-linked actions, uh, the Predator, the offensive Monty gets, the extra defensive rerolls and tokens. Like, this, this could be a pretty cool cat out there. Uh, it's Baffle wondering if this becomes the cheapest I-6 if it's 5. No, uh, Sienna Re is currently 5 points at I-6. There you go. And there may be more than just that, but that's the first one that comes off the top of my head. Marcel, take a look at Captain Yor. All right, Captain Yor, I-4 Defender. Um, it looks like the standard... Uh, you know, three, 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 four. So four shields, three hull, uh, three agility and attack with two charges that are not recurring. After you perform a primary attack that hits, you may spend a charge to perform a bonus uh, cannon attack, which is basically their Delta D, the uh, Delta D, I think it's called. Um, and Defender Elite. Yeah, there you go. And then the cannon that is shooting sorry i got a monkey running on my back after <laughs> the cannon uh is an ion cannon uh range one to three and then the chassis ability after it's the same one no actually it's different after you fully execute a speed three 
to five maneuver, you may perform a uh, target lock action. While attacking, if you are not stressed, you may spend the shield. Is that a shield? Yeah. Shield, yeah. And spend the shield to apply the range one bonus. Uh, sorry. Cat. Um, so basically, you're, you're shooting four dice at range two or three twice a turn. Is that basically what it means? If you're not stressed, I mean, yeah, twice a not twice not, a turn, twice not, a game. So you could do it twice in a turn mm -hmm. at the cost of a shield each, um, and you you could basically become Grand Inquisitor at the cost of a shield. So that you don't get it back, you don't get shields back on the ship. Um, gotcha. But and then the upgrade four, four attack dice primary at range three sounds pretty good. Or range two, I mean. Range yeah, two, you great. don't get the sounds bonus. If no one's shooting you, and and shoot twice. So there you go. Sounds sounds good. And there's nothing saying you can't use the ability twice in a row on both shots. This is four true. Dice, four dice. Nope. Just don't be stressed. If you need it, if you need it, yeah, fire right. away. And then uh, the upgrade it says no escape while you perform a primary attack. If there are more friendly ships than other enemy ships at range zero to one. Of the defender, you may reroll one of your blank results. Um, I'm pretty sure that's similar to the wedge ability. Basically, it, if it, you have your friendly ships close to them, yeah, think of it like Moff Gideon. Okay. Yeah. Um, or, or ruthless. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a trap is going to be on every rebel, and no escapes could be on every imperial as like the scenario upgrade. Mm -hmm. I think no escape is a lot better. Got it. Uh, and then you've got Predator, Ion Cannon, which are no different. And then you do have a new um, upgrade here. It says Computer Assisted Handling, one charge not recurring. After you fully execute a maneuver, you may spend a charge to perform a boost or barrel roll action. Woo, spicy. Um, so basically, it's a charge of... Uh, it's a... Uh, a one charge afterburner that does barrel roll or boost and yeah. not restricted to speed either just do it just and do it got, uh, evade link barrel roll on on the ship now not just evade base it seems like this pack they really you leaned don't get into the free evade though right no no that free evade is gone free, i mean you get lock you just don't get focused evade this this, this is a much angrier defender <laughs> right very <laughs> angry <laughs> it's don't it, have time for defense just flank and shoot i wouldn't mind if defenders had all of them had this as i think we ability. can all agree about full throttle free evades uh Hard to design around, we'll say. Yep. So they're like, how about we just get rid of it? <laughs> so here, here is the what I was going to say is it seems like the Battle of Endor, they're really leaning into like speed and power rather than defensiveness. Right? Like they just really, really aggressive. This is like the final battle between the empire and uh, and the rebellion like it's 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 pretty cool i like uh, i like the design space um and then the last slide that we got was amg showing off the artwork to one of the alpha class star wing um 
configuration cards. So they're going to be re-releasing. They didn't say when. They didn't say what. They didn't give us any pilots. Just this piece of art saying like, hey, essentially it's one of the next things in their queue for X-Wing. Is they're going to be working on the Alpha class. Now here's my question for you, my friends. I think they've released four. Are there four pilots currently in Extended? Five? We have two generics and three... Three Kursabi and uh, Hatchet Man. Ah, uh, yes. Named pilots. Uh, Kursabi. I know. We're yeah, gonna... exactly. The uh, one everybody <laughs> flow. Uh, everybody knows that one. <laughs> Will's being facetious if you guys can't tell. Just in case. Just in case. There might be somebody. I, I, <laughs> we've, we've flown a lot of Star Wings. Yes, we so, have. Yeah, I... So here's the question. Uh, yeah. Do we... I mean, uh, d how much of a redesign... All right, let me let me let me back this up. The Star Wing in 2.0 pre scenarios was not something that people were playing. It was it had been priced out where it wasn't really good enough value for it to be played. With scenarios without any changes to the pricing, the current pricing, do Star Wings like make it into the game at their current price as is? No changes. Well, let's pull up. Let's pull up the SB because they are expensive. I believe they're five. Yep, five points each for that Karsabi and generics, and six points granted. Twenty-one, an impressive loadout. Right. Uh, uh, for major vendor, who is technically a three agility ship, most of the time, kind of. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, I they need to. It, it's a delicate balance, though, with a lot of things. Is that they need to feel like a heavy, like weapons platform. Mm -hmm. uh, but at the same time, though, uh, you need to get a cheap one out on the board. Uh, to me, I think it's it would be interesting to see if they make any changes to those configurations. Right now we have Arsenal loadout, which gives you uh, the ability to fire uh, missiles and torpedoes when you have a lock. Um, and we have Assault, which lets you shoot cannons while you're disarmed. I'll be interested to see if they maybe transfer some of that into a ship ability or maybe even split those off into, uh, say, like two different pilot cards where, um, like, Vendor can only take the art. Like, his chassis ability on Vendor's card is Assault Loadout. Right. But somebody like Karsabi only, only gets the Assault configuration. Uh, could be a way to, uh, like uh, like a standard loadout, uh, force uh, the the upgrades on these ships. All right, so that is what they gave us in that presentation. Lots to think about, lots to chew on. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited for the for the future of X-wing. Lots of cool pilots coming out, and uh, AMG definitely leaning into uh, into cards, which I think is important, right? There, it's the way I've been looking at it more recently as I continue to think about how AMG is going about 
adding their identity to how X-Wing is developed. As they release these different ways to release cards uh, through the, the scenario packs, and of course their re-releases as they add new pilots, is... Um, you know they're they're leaning of course into scenarios they're leaning into into objectives but also trying to find that balance where you know ideally everything has a place now here is our last discussion question or maybe something to to have the people think about we can maybe hit on this next week is one of the things one of the narratives i'm seeing on reddit and on the facebook pages uh, are people saying like oh I, I, so glad uh world was awesome that was great to see love watching the games can't wait for the next big point change does there have to be a big point change what what does that mean i feel like we're in a pretty good place there are some things that could be tweaked don't don't, don't be tripping i know some of you are like but that one pilot i hate again I'm sure something can be tweaked, but I feel like AMG has managed to find like a, a pretty good place where there was a pretty big diversity in ships. Some things were heavy. Sure. That that's always going to happen. But I think the I think the changes at this point are going to be smaller than, than a, a big overhaul. I don't, I, I think the days of like, Hey, look, everything has changed. Uh, won't be back at least for a significant amount of time. Can remind me the in the last it wasn't really even a points change. It was when Hot Shots and Aces and the Siege and the Yavin cards were coming out. Mm -hmm. The only like real change was that resistance Y wings went up to four points, but some resistance A wings went down to three. Mm -hmm. I don't think there really was much other well, changes widespread. Basically, than some that. of the RZ2s went because the Y Wings had been hit prior to that. Um, okay. I just remember was, basically it, they it, traded. Is it, it was literally, yeah. I think um, the only difference. After those couple things, because there was an actual points adjustment that happened post Gen Con. That um, sounds right. And then. And then yeah, that, yeah, exactly. Pre, pre all the siege and Yava and yeah. stuff. And then out. once we actually got the siege and stuff, we thought they were just gonna be adding those points in because if you recall, we actually had like when when they had points come out for Yavin, they also just kept in the points from siege <laughs> that was mm -hmm. still just in the document anyway. Right. Um, but why update it twice? That that they also adjusted the RZ twos to kind of go down one across the board minus I think ZZ. Yeah, so it seemed like they were taking that uh, slow approach, uh, maybe even like one faction at a time, especially because at, uh, Resistance wasn't getting new uh, scenario cards. They were one of the three factions that weren't getting a Siege or a Yavin card. Uh, so they, at that time, you know, they felt they needed some adjustment for that. But, I mean, the... Obviously, the Hot Shots and Aces, Hot Shots and Aces made a big splash uh, in their points. And I think that, honestly, I, to me, that's been enough to reinvigorate list building. But, uh, I mean, I, I do want... Uh, hard to say. I, I like the new points, not because I think something's wrong with the game, 
because I want to look at lists differently. Right. I want to rebuild lists. That is that is the exciting way. part when you get like everything has changed. We go, we know nothing now. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Back back in the day, we we're like, okay, well, the, these sixteen pilots all went down a point. Right. And all of these twenty pilots went down two points. Uh, yeah, you start the calculations are a little bit different, but I don't think, especially with the granularity now. I, I, the big sweeping dramatic changes I don't foresee. Do you, do you Marcel, Ryan, think of anything dramatic that could happen? I mean, that you're they, hoping for said that they're not going for dramatic changes really anymore. It's just tweaks here and there. Now, what their definition of tweak or definition of large changes could vary on what we think it is. I mean, we could still see one or two pilots from each faction get hit a little bit that could still have a, a decent impact on the overall high competitive meta but in the grand scheme of things there's not a lot of changes yeah i think um just i, I don't think there's anything in in there that's probably ban worthy uh, the only change that I would definitely want to see is just something with Kanan, uh, whether it's just reduce the, um, the the loadout so you can't take Molander or, or, or something just to make it a little bit uh, less oppressive. Um, and if there's going to be minor changes, I think there's just a few ships, not pilots, just a few ships in general, a few... Uh, a few um, uh, ones like the the b-wing for example the b-wing is kind of forgotten uh i know that uh there was one in the cup but it was like probably the only one in the tournament um but i mean is so that, like is that because we were wrong and we're we're doubting the b-wing or, or no because <laughs> no it turns out double modified you, proton torpedoes could, is good could you honestly recommend a b-wing to someone that was going to go to a competitive event no no, no. i'm just That's what i'm thought. just posing the question <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, think, I think there's a, a few tweaks that you can make not to um nerf anything i don't think anything is ridiculously overpowered there's a couple things that are probably not fun to play against which kanan would be one uh i'm still not a fan of defender vader and defender vader with so i would love to just see uh if we're not going with the band just i would love to see like a zero loadout defender vader it is oh, no. still amazing I, like it's still i got, I got a better oh, idea yeah. of like the 7b split elite and full throttle and up all the th full throttle ones by a whole point or just defender vader only exists as the elite version <laughs> Ooh, oh. being the full throttle Got him. Yes, please get I mean, out of I, here i think actually in the comics or whatever whenever he did fly a defender he just said give me all the offense yeah make it out make it more angry more angry correct all right. I mean, even uh, like they they really don't have to change points to change list dramatically. A couple banned cards, a couple changed loadouts could be enough. Uh, adding someone a missile that they never had before, a torpedo yeah, a slot on too. somebody that never has had one before could be enough to open up new list building opportunities. 
Personally, my, my favorite thing that I want the most so far is I want Maul Infiltrator to go down to seven. But since they like their 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 big important characters to have a lot of loadout, just ixnay the torp slot. Keep the same loadout. I would like a good seven point ship in separatists. <laughs> I know people like the, the, the regular Dooku. I don't. I, I like Maul. <laughs> Give me two two shooting twice. Um I honestly there are so many low agility ships that need help. Like, especially munitions based ones. Your Y wings, your B wings, your HMPs, they're just getting torn up. We we uh me and James counted small base single agility ships. It's so uh, bad. And we, we count, it, at worlds we counted like less than ten. Yep. I would never recommend a small base one agility ship to anyone right now. And it's sad because B wings are cool ships. I love them. Y wings should be seen more on the board because they are one of the more iconic rebel ships. Also, three different factions. So yeah, right. Like the Y wings aren't no uh, Republic scum, rebel, and resistance. Four, four. Oh, there's four. I forgot the Republic four. ones. Yes. That's, so many yeah. you forget about them. So, I mean. It's more it's more likely that those ships really just need a full redesign, which I would love AMG to do. Like, actually give them a chassis ability. Actually not make them fully reliant on munitions, right? Like, mm. give them a three-dice attack primary. And just, munitions will just do a little more. Maybe add, like, a utility like Magpulse, or just more damage like Proton Torpedoes. Who, who cares? Y-Wings slap in real cannon. Like, they, they do. They do. They're, they do real damage. They, they're not piddly little lasers, and they're all only munitions and bombs do damage from them. They, sure, they mostly are in shots in the movies where they get shot by TIE fighters and die, but then you get the cool ones in Rogue One that just, yeah, sure, they do their ion bomb run or whatever, but, and Zori Bliss in Episode 9, well, those lasers be mowing some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's good stuff, man. It is good stuff. Well, uh, with that, we'll definitely be back next week talking about more X-Wing. Looking to the future, um, I feel I feel like we're coming up, my friends, on another uh, GSP showdown. I think I feel like that's probably something that should be around the corner. All right. I, I know Ryan, Ryan went to go get his belt. I, <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. It's about time. We wrapped up the world championships. We'll start cooling down, finish, of course, uh, breaking it all down. And then we have to see who takes home that GSP title. We'll talk more about that later, friends. But for everybody here at Gold Squadron, be smart and be safe. Gold Squadron. <laughs>